Thank you for listening to the Sisters Podcast with Pastor Vilma and the Rivers team. Be sure to subscribe for a monthly dose of encouragement and inspiration to help you in your daily life. We pray that this message will help you in whatever season of your life you might be in. So the hopes and dreams theme, hasn't it just been uh, exciting? And you know, I thought about it um, and thought that it, it, you know, it's a difficult topic to talk about. Because maybe for many of you, you thought, oh, you know what, I dreamed about marrying that guy, and you know, he went, dropped me for another girl. Can I just say, that was God helping you. (laughs) Because I thought maybe Neil Marais was the guy that I was going to spend my time with and my eternity with, my forever boyfriend, and thank you, Jesus, Andre Ulafia came along. Amen. (laughs) So that dream That dream, whatever it is, may not always work out the way that you would have liked to have been. And if that was dashed and it crashed and it was broken, thank God for it. Because there are better things ahead of you. You know, when we look at Nuska, in the end, her dreams were not about her as much as it was about God at the end of the day. And I think maybe all of us, we start somewhere where it's all about us, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's still God-given. God puts hopes and dreams in us. Amen. Uh, But in the end, um, it was about God using her. You know, while dreaming her dream, she had to live with her family, together with millions of other South Africans, under a cloud, a dark cloud of uncertainty, and of apartheid. And that was a nightmare. That was a nightmare for anyone living in this country during the time that Nuska was alive. And you know what? The enemy, the enemy wanted to make sure that people of color in this country had no dreams. He wanted to make sure that, you know, they don't rise up to prominence and show the potential that God had placed in them. So while that was happening, Nuska was still dreaming. You know why? Because God puts dreams in every single person. No matter how the voice of the enemy was shouting, you're nothing, you're nobody, you're never going to amount to anything. God was at work doing something amazing. You know, it's people like Nelson Mandela and Nuska Zwani and countless others who shut up the voice of the enemy and showed what can be done in our amazing country because of the dreams that God puts in the hearts of every one of us. Amen. He gives us dreams about our destiny, about our future. We dream about who we're going to marry, what we're going to do for a living, how many children are we going to have. If that is your dream, other people just dream they're never going to have children, and that's okay, that's their choice. You know, you dream about your career, as Nuska did, and um, it's, it's a wonderful thing. And he places something in our hearts, like he did with her, as an example, and expects us to do something about it. Did you hear her story? She moved. She was a mover and a shaker. She didn't do what the secret, which I never read, suggests Just wait there on the couch like a slob and expect everything to come towards you. Uh Uh-uh. She went towards it. 
And that is God's way of doing things. I mean, she sought out. She did the interviews. She believed. She dreamed. And that is what I want to inspire you with tonight. Amen. You know what? God sees what is in us. God sees what is in us. And every now and again, he, he tells us, this is what I see in you. And it shocks you. And you think, who, me? Oh, no, Lord. No, not me. No. He sees your potential. And he sees the beauty in you. You have to believe that. Amen. And so tonight, I'm going to share a message called Dream Again. Dream Again. Because many times, we give up on our dreams. Many times, it's too difficult. Because you see, with a dream comes pain. It's not, it's not all sunshine and roses and floating on a cloud. It comes with difficulties uh, and, 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 and opposition. And, you know, I don't know how many of you tonight in, in this building have given up on your dreams. You've dropped it. You said, oh, what's the point? You know what? I believe God is saying he wants you to pick it up again. I believe he's saying he wants you to persevere and dream again. You know, we sang, I was asking uh, Maneng upstairs, Maneng, what is that song? You know, I woke up with a song this morning and I've already forgotten some of the words. You know, dead things coming back to life again. But I didn't even know the tune. I was like, dead things coming back to life again. And there, Suvrachis tonight, which the first song we're actually singing. Is God speaking or what? Your dead dream has to come back to life again. Amen. So my first thought tonight is with a dream we will experience nightmares. You know, I've discovered in the Word of God any time where there was a dream or an assignment or something that God wanted someone to, uh, someone to do something, there was always opposition. There was always a nightmare that accompanied the dream. It's actually just how it is. It's how it is. And we know that we have an enemy, and we know that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy all of our lives. I mean, and he is a... He is a dream stealer while God is the dream giver. Isn't that the truth? While God is giving us dreams, he wants to steal that. He wants to discourage us in that. And he tries for us to give up on our dream. If we look at Job, God blessed him. You know, he lived the dream. You, you read the book of Job, he absolutely lived the dream. He was the richest man in the East, the Bible says, but he was a righteous man. You know, people, by the way, just off the point, can I just have my water, please, Mona? Um, I'm just going a bit dry. Um, <clears throat> you know what? People often say when you are wealthy, then you are evil. If God has blessed you, there must be something wrong with you that you have so much money. Well, actually, if you are blessed, you are blessed to be a blessing. And this is what Job was. Amen? Just give me a moment. I'm so happy to say I no longer cough. After COVID. <laughs> At that terrible ongoing thing. Anyway, you look at Job, but you know what? The enemy challenged God about Job and said, oh, he, he only loves you and blesses you and, and worships you because he's so rich and he's, you know, he's got everything his heart desires. And God gave permission to the enemy to, to come against Job. And the whole 
the whole mission of that whole trial and that nightmare was so that Job would curse God. Even his wife, and there's a message in that for us girls, his wife even said to him, why don't you curse God and die? That's not a river's girl. Amen? That's not God's gorgeous girls. We do not do that. We do not say, curse God and die so we can all be, have peace after this horrible thing that you're going through. No. He stuck at it. He would not curse God. Curse God. And you know what? God restored everything and so much more in his life because he was a righteous man. And you know what? Just like Job, our mess can be a path to the miraculous. We may feel like Job sometimes. I don't think we could even compare ourselves to what he went through. But sometimes it just seems like one thing after the other, after the other. And it, it just, you know what, it just seems a mess. But God can take that mess. And it will be a pathway to the miraculous in our lives when it comes to God. Um, we looked at the difficulties of Joseph, didn't we, at the beginning of the year? And uh, he went from the pit to the palace. But you know what? Along the way, what did he face? Challenges. Challenges, nightmares, opposition, thrown into the pit, accused falsely, if you know the story. But, you know, the nightmare eventually became the dream. And everything that God told him was going to happen, happened and so much more. Dreams are like pregnancy. For those who've had babies, this is when girls, if you're in a smaller group, say, and how many did you, and when did you, and how long were you in labor, and did you have an epidural? Oh, okay, all right. Well, usually it starts with the excitement. Oh, I have a baby. Okay. Six months later, discomfort. Oh, I don't know which way. How do I lie in this bed? How do I, I can't, can someone please pick me up from this chair? I can't, discomfort, excitement, discomfort, pressure and pain when you're giving birth. Sorry to have to break it to you. Pressure and pain in order for that dream to become a reality. Amen. Ecclesiastes 5 verse 3 says, For a dream comes with much business and painful effort. That's the word of God. I remember the words during childbirth, and I'm sure you can resonate with me. Two words. I'm 69 now, but I've never forgotten it. Breathe. Breathe. Push. Push. Yeah. That is how our dreams and our destiny is born. With our dreams, we need to breathe in the Holy Spirit, the freshness, the new oil, the new passion, the new excitement. Amen. The presence of Jesus. That's what we're here to do tonight. And then we push through the obstacles to see our dreams become a reality. You know, Jesus never gave up on his dream to save the world. When he was sweating, sweat drops of blood in the Garden of Gethsemane, he had a moment. He had a moment. And he said, Father, if it be thy will, take this cup from me. But not my will, 
your will be done. Amen? So, the worst nightmare endured in history was when Jesus was bearing the sins of the world. He was innocent. He was falsely accused. He was badly treated. We saw at Sisters of Africa, I tried to give you a picture of what our Savior suffered for us. But that's because with the dream comes the nightmare. That's the picture that I see here. I mean, the cross, Calvary, was the, the, the dream. The, Calvary was the nightmare before the dream. He birthed his church through a nightmare. First the nightmare. He had to go into hell. He carried the sins of the world. But the dream became a reality when Father God raised him from the dead. And I love this picture with the gates of hell in his hands. Amen? The nightmare, the nightmare is the path to the dream. Second thought, everything that has been built is because dreamers never gave up. Jesus again, did he give up? Lord, take this cup from me. I can't, I can't do it. Send someone else. I'm not your man. No. What has been built, the greatest enterprise on the earth, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, was built because he never gave up. He went right through with it. You know, I spoke about Joseph, as I said at the beginning of the year, but his father, Jacob, actually had a dream before him, a great dream. And the passage in Genesis 21 is all about the father of Jacob, Isaac, who is sending him to his uncle Laban to go and marry a wife from the clan. He didn't want his son to marry a Canaanite woman. He wanted to do what was right in the eyes of God. So he sent, um, he, he, he sent him to Uncle Laban. Laban, right? Is it Laban? It is Laban, hey? And on the way there, he had a dream. And we're going to read that. It's quite a long passage, but I, 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 I think you'll be blessed by it. Genesis 28 from verse 10, it says, So Jacob left Beersheba and journeyed towards Haran. That night when he stopped to, uh, to camp at sundown, he found a rock for a headrest and lay down to sleep and dreamed that a staircase reached from earth to heaven and he saw the angels of God going up and down upon it. At the top of the stairs stood the Lord. I am Jehovah, he said, the God of Abraham and of your father Isaac. The ground you are lying on is yours. I will give it to you and to your descendants, for you will have descendants as many as dust. They will cover the land from east to west and from north to south, and all the nations of the earth will be blessed through you and your descendants. What's more, I am with you. Listen, girls, God is with you. I will protect you. Listen, girls, God will protect you wherever you go and will bring you back safely to this land. I will be with you constantly until I have finished giving you all I am promising. Then Jacob woke up. God lives here, he exclaimed in terror. I've stumbled into his house. This is the awesome entrance to heaven. The next morning, he got up very early and set his stone headrest upright 
as a memorial pillar and poured olive oil over it. He named the place Bethel, the house of God, though the previous name of the nearest village was Luz. You know, we read that Jacob put his head on a rock. Here's another thought tonight. If you lay your head on the rock Jesus, God will give you your dream. Put your head in the right place. The right thoughts. Our head speaks about many things, and I haven't got time tonight. I don't want to go there, but, you know, it speaks about our thinking. It speaks about our eyes. It speaks about our mouth. But put your head in the right place, and heaven will open up for you. You know, it says his pillow became a pillar like an altar that Pastor Andre recently spoke about. And he anointed the pillar with oil and built the house of God on it, so to speak. Because he said, this is the house of God. And he basically laid like a, a cornerstone uh, for the house of God. And you know, I believe Pastor Andre and I got a dream from heaven and we built on it. Time is too short to go into the detail. Just a little dry tonight smoke machines and everything. But you know, Pastor Andre and I got the call, we got the dream, and we persevered. And I just wanted to use as, as an example, I could have used someone else, but I thought, speak about us, because you know us. And um, we, we never gave up. You know, no matter how the enemy's negative voice came against us, we kept going, and we're still going uh, because of the dream. You know what, if, 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 you know, if God gives you a dream, if you get a dream from heaven, you can build on it. It, it, it as simple as it is. You don't know how it's going to look necessarily. I don't think that when Jacob was told he's going to have descendants, you know, as many as the dust, I don't think he quite knew what it was going to be like and what it's going to look like. You're never going to know that. But you can build on a dream from heaven. Amen. And so the enemy's voice came against us, and many of you would know 2016 was the year of hell for us, but you know what? We kept going, and we're still going because of the dream, and we did not quit for anything, and we will not quit. You know, in the words of Pastor Andre, we will never settle, Vilma. We will move forward and build the house of God. We're building now on other campuses. We perhaps, well, we know that we're going to build a youth center. Can Pastor Andre ever stop building? He can't help himself. He's got to find something to do. But it's always for the betterment of others. It's always to bless the next generation. And I know we're all going to be so excited about it. But we keep going. If God gives you a dream, build on it. Amen? You may not be called to build the church. But we are all the church, and in some way you are building the church just by being here and serving. Amen. Put your head in the right place and listen to the right sources. Listen to the right voices, not the world. And then number three, finish what you start. Can you hear the rain? I pray it settles when we go home, and then once we're inside, that can all come back again. I know. You do know we need it, hey? 
Finish what you start. We read in the book of Numbers how that Moses was told by God to send out 12 spies to spy out the land. This is the land, by the way, that we just read about. That when Jacob was lying on that rock and God says, the land is yours that you are lying on. This is the same land that now, years later, God is saying to Moses, send out 12 spies to go and spy out the land. And he actually says his word. It's not on the screen tonight, but he says, the land that I am giving you. It wasn't as, as if God didn't know what, was, what it was about. It's like, oh, do me a favor, Moses. I don't know what's potting over there, but I think if you could just send out 12 people, go and check it out for me, report back to me, and tell me what's going on. Now, God knew full well that it's a land flowing with milk and honey. He knew full well what he wanted for his people. He had a dream, and he had hopes that his people would obey and believe him, but they didn't. So what happens? Ten of them come back negative, two of them were positive, and the ten negatives kept millions of Israelites out of the promised land because they preferred to listen to the negative voices. You know that at the moment, if I can just dive it, uh, at the moment there's a lot of negative voices in the world today. Listen, if it's not one thing, it's the other. When have you ever heard of us being warned there's a terror attack? I've got a few questions about this. If there's a terror attack, how can we know when it is going to be, where it is going to be? Can you, anyone explain that to me? Uh, because as far as I can see, if you are a soldier and you believe yourself to be a soldier and, you know, a terrorist, I don't know what that is in their heads, but, you know, I'm going to mow women with babies down and I'm going to glorify God in this way. Explain to me how come we all know it's going to be tomorrow and it's going to be, it's so affected, it's even affected us tonight, okay? Because there's a lot of negativity and negative voices that's out there. You know, the enemy tried now with COVID to keep us from church. Now he's going to try this to keep us from church. Have you thought about that? Well, I'm speaking to the choir. I'm speaking to the converted. You are here. God bless you for being here. But, but you know what? The negative opinions of people will keep you from your dream. If I think of Mama Nusk, imagine if, if Minda came to her and said to her, this, it's Minda. Nuska, you must be realistic, okay? Stop these pipe dreams of yours. Did you do that, Minda? Not at all, not at all. She had the positive voices coming her way, believing in her, and that's what we all need. We need people to believe in us. Again, time won't permit it. You know, when we went into the ministry, there weren't that many people that believed in us. When we got married, there weren't that many people who believed in us. Well, we were two very mixed up kids and smoking, you know what, kind of weeds. Um, and, you know, we weren't born again. We didn't know Jesus. We didn't serve Jesus. We were lost. 
But, you know, the, the guys in my family who believed that I wasn't going to make it, they did not make it. And I'm not saying that to be horrible, but the very people who thought the worst of us and thought the worst would happen to us actually, actually happened, sadly, to them with divorces, several in our family. And Pappy and I are heading towards 50 years. And he was away for two nights. Sorry, that's why he's not here. I'm meant to say also, that's why I didn't have words to say. Pappy Noodle, my husband, Andre Olivier, will have feed. He's not here tonight because he's busy preparing. He, he came home, went straight to Polikwani and preached four times there. Came back this afternoon and is preparing for Sunday. Why am I even telling you this? It's because I've got time to kill. That's really actually why. Finish what you start. Finish what you start. Negative voices. Negative voices will keep you from your dream. Don't listen to them. Listen to God's voice. Shut yourself in your room. Lord, you speak to me. Go on your knees. Go on your knees before him. God loves it. Can I be honest with you? I do this a lot. I go on my knees before the Lord and I say, Lord, it's you and me now. Please speak to me. Please speak to me. I want to hear your voice. I don't want to hear other people's voices. I mean, shut out negative voices. The more you hang on to your dream, the stronger you become. There's no glory in people who give up on their dreams. You know what happens to you when you give up on your dream? You will live a life of regret, and you will wander in the wilderness forever. Oh, I should never have. I never should have given up on that. Well, pick it up again. That's what tonight is all about. Dream again. I mean, dead things are coming back to life again. You know, the Israelites, when they listened to those negative voices, they could not finish what was started for 40 years. The generations that were to come had to now do what the previous generations were supposed to do. Isn't that sad? Have a spirit of not giving up. Endure the nightmare with the dream. Endure the nightmare with the dream. The dream will come to pass. Nuska's nightmares, police, racists, hatred, Hatred, evil, suppression, that was a nightmare. Amen? But she finished what she started. She held on to her dreams. You know what? Um, the nature of God is to finish what he starts. That's the nature of God, to finish what he has started in us. And if he's given you a dream, he will do his part. Now let's do our part. Let's believe him at his word. Even if it's taking a while, even if you're in a nightmare season, this too will come to pass. Amen? 
Keep going. Philippians 1.6 tells us about the very nature of God. It says, and I am sure, this is Paul speaking, that God who began the good work within you will keep right on helping you grow in his grace until his task within you is finally finished on that day when Jesus Christ returns. He who started a good work in you will bring it to completion. Let's cooperate with God. Let's cooperate with the Holy Spirit, amen? And understand that God wants to see you living the dream. Living the dream, amen? And so I want to close with a few thoughts that I, I perhaps feel that might resonate with you. Who here has unsaved family that you're constantly praying for? Constantly praying for, believing. Keep that dream alive. Keep it alive. You know, I want to finish with the story because I want God to finish what he started in the Ulufia family. And when we were newly saved, Pastor Andre was a printer. Yeah, he's always worked hard and he was good at what he did. He was creative. And uh, he printed a bumper sticker for our Miracle Blue Combi. You want to know more about that? I haven't got time. Small beginnings will tell you all about it. But this is what was on the bumper sticker. Joshua 24, 15. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So that was our dream. And at that time, we only had one child. And he's the child who was with us in God from the beginning. And he is the one who needs to complete this rhema word, this prophecy that Pastor Andre had, our son Donovan. That's him. He's still in nappies. I sent him this picture today, and he said, I remember my tricycle. And uh, there's the blue combi at the back. We had the sticker, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That was a declaration. That was a prophecy. That was what we believe that God who starts a good work will finish this good work. Amen. So when Pastor Aidy was backslidden, I decided not to bring pictures up because he's now running Kalami uh, Rivers Church. And I do want to bring the pictures up with the fags hanging out of his mouth while he's playing guitar and all of that stuff. But I'm telling you about it. So anyway, when he was like the prodigal, desperately in need to come back home, not only home to us, but home to, to God, um, I remember clearly, I remember clearly the day I had my little white Taz, and I was reversing my car down this very long driveway in the house we stayed in, in Wendywood, and I was praying through my tears for Aidy, and as clear as day, I remember these words, stop worrying, he is a testimony in the making. Well, that was no ordinary testimony because the nightmare of a child drowning and everything else that follows, followed his life after that was the nightmare of the dream that would eventually be that he comes back to Jesus and to the point where he was for 16 years our music director, creative director, led worship, worship leader, 
started writing songs, fell in love with Jesus, had his own encounter, and now is preaching, and very much like his father. But, and Simi, Simi, well, Simi was born saved. There's no such thing, by the way. <laughs> There's no such thing as being born saved. You've got to be born again. But she was like three years old when her father asked her, what do you want to do, Simi? And she says, I want to be like you, Daddy. I want to be a minister. So we'll kind of just move right along with her. She's fine. Angels, wings, and everything. (laughs) But Donovan, he needs to come back home to complete this picture, to complete this dream that we don't want to give up on, that we will hold on, and I want you to not give up on your family. I've not given up. I'm praying and I'm believing that this dream will be fulfilled one day. One day, Donovan will come back to God. One day. Say one day. One day. My dream will come to pass. In just wrapping it all up, if we look at the things that I spoke about, the nightmare, the darkness, the the challenges, trust God in the darkness. He's always with us, amen? And he will guide us. And you may be in the nightmare stage, but the dream will be fulfilled. The loved ones will come back home. They will come back to Jesus. Maybe, maybe I will no longer be here. I don't know. But I'm believing one day Donovan and his family will be saved. Amen. Trust God in the darkness. Hang on and um, don't give up. Don't give up. Finish what you've started. Pick those dreams up again. Let the dead things live again in your life. And trust God, truly. You know, this is what he's saying. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me in this. And you will glorify God in the way that he shows you his goodness and his miraculous power. Amen. Because we believe for a miracle. Praise God. Are you going to dream again? Maybe you're already dreaming, but there are things that you've dropped, things that you've let go of. Pick those up again, no matter what they are. I can't possibly tell you what they are. I trust the Holy Spirit to speak to you where you are at, each and every one of you, each individual person. God knows exactly what's in your heart, in your thoughts right now, and he knows. He knows what he is doing with you. Just cooperate with him, will you? Will you? Amen and amen. Oh, gosh, we have a few more minutes left. Um, I wonder, did, did the IT bring up um, Psalm 27 for me? Psalm 27, not, not Psalm 21, Psalm 27. I woke up on Wednesday morning with Psalm 27 in my heart. And actually, we sing a song that says, The Lord is my light and salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? And it was actually a few hours after that when I heard about this terror attack, this possible terror attack. Let's not speak into being that which has not even and is not going to be. So, you know, and I just thought God put such peace into my heart. And I just want to leave you with that. Go home and read Psalm 
27, the Lord is my light and salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? And you just keep reading it, keep reading it, keep reading it. It's just the most beautiful, beautiful psalm. Thank you for listening. We hope you were blessed and inspired by this ministry.